Welcome to Trending Health, where we provide you with valuable insights and perspectives on the evolving healthcare industry. Brought to you by Dynamic, Trending Health explores industry topics that are real, relevant, and worth discussing. I'm your host, Jen Burke. Welcome back, listeners. For those of you who are new here or just getting back into the swing of things after the holidays, each year we kick off Trending Health by discussing the industry outlook and key themes shaping the year ahead. To help us with this, Minji and I have rallied all of Dynamic's heads of sector to join us. We have Karen Baldry from Life Sciences. Nice to be back, Jen. Thank you. Ryan Hummel from Provider. Hi, Jen. Thanks for having us. Sara Brumman from Payers. Hey, hey. Good to be here, Jen. And Mary Verzi from Health Technology. Hi, Jen. Now we have an insight that also dropped today with the full list of eight themes, but in this episode, we're going to focus on just five. Obviously, we can't start a U.S. election year without looking at the policy landscape. Mindy, how do we think health issues are going to factor into this year's campaigns and policies? I think it's actually a carryover from what we've been seeing over the last couple of years. I mean, this whole theme around the politics of healthcare has really been percolating for a bit. We saw a lot of this come to fruition in 2023. And what I expect to see in 2024 is an expansion of many of the policies that have been either passed and or at the precipice of possibly being passed. Looking back on 2023, I think about the monumental judicial decision that was rendered on Roe v. Wade. And how we're seeing that continue to play itself out at a state level in terms of the policy of that decision. And I think what that speaks to is the increasing activity, right, of judicial decisions and how they are weighing on the health system as a whole and how those judicial decisions actually then start to trigger more and more policy on the legislative side of the government. So I think one area that we're going to see a lot of disruption from in 2024 is the implementation of the Inflation Reduction Act. In the U.S. healthcare system, all major stakeholders are going to be impacted in some way, shape, or form from that. That is just one of those topics that we're going to see continue to grow in importance as the health system gets their arms around what it actually means to their part of the business. I also think across the pond, we have something analogous to that with the VPAS and what that means in countries that are in the UK specifically as they're contending with drug pricing. You look at some of the transparency laws and I'm thinking Ryan and, and Sarab and health services, especially around PBMs that we are probably going to see passage on as an additive feature of some of the transparency laws that were passed in 2023. So when I think about this theme in total, I think about it being one of those themes that continues to evolve, but we're just seeing a lot more activity on every sector within the health system being impacted by these large pieces of legislation that are then turning into policy that the entire industry has to contend with. Completely agree, Mindy. And I think the policy changes and things being implemented directly tie into another trend that I know we've talked quite a bit on throughout the year, this idea of how 2024 is going to be looking to be the year of realizing the value of convergence. And a lot of the policy changes that are being implemented and enacted for 24 will certainly 
play into that. You mentioned the transparency regulations as well as the Inflation Reduction Act. I think that'll all continue to help in driving forward what we're all passionate about, at least from a dynamic perspective, this drive towards convergence. I think there's a number of factors that are driving that. With the aging population, there's more and more of a pressure across all players within the healthcare ecosystem around managing costs in a more effective way. With that, you'll see through the spree of acquisitions and mergers that happened in the past few years, I think more and more of a prioritization around realizing some of those expected benefits, such as higher efficiency associated with workforce optimization, associated with interoperability related to better data sharing. In addition to that, I think from a patient experience perspective, with this drive towards convergence, 2024 will be the year that those benefits expected with patients' experience will certainly be realized as well. So again, I think that 2024 will certainly be the year of realizing that value in convergence. I do think that there will still be this march towards additional and new strategic partnerships. I think we've seen a lot of that even towards the tail end of this year with some of the conversations between Sigma and Humana and others. So the the push towards convergence will certainly continue on, but the hope is that we'll start to realize some of those benefits. I know Ryan will talk here about healthcare as a service, but that's a great example of how I think that some of the convergence and the push in that area will will come to fruition as well. Yes, yeah, Sarab, you, you bring up convergence. And I think when it comes to the provider sector and the overall health services landscape, as 2024 rolls around, there's this really dynamic and expanding world of what we're calling healthcare as a service. Close your eyes and think about 10 years ago when this idea of the most common as a service term, software as a service or SaaS came around. It was a new idea of delivering applications to the customer or consumer over the internet versus like individual customer base. And you think about some of these SaaS products in the past, professionally, things like Zoom and Salesforce and Google Workspace, and then personally, things like DocuSign or Slack. And there's this idea of taking the best parts of that and inserting it into the the ever-changing landscape for providers. And you think about this idea of digital adoption, or you think about the way people, patients, and their families access care now, they're still calling in to call centers to make appointments. They're still, first move is not necessarily to access some of these platforms that are part of this digital wave, which health systems have invested billions of dollars into. And this industry moving towards healthcare as a service model is really important to put from academics and thoughts into action. And what it'll do and what it is doing is really digitizing this patient experience. And you'll hear a lot about that in 2024 when we review our trends as well, because this digitization is finally starting to lead in improvements in patient access. We have much richer data when we use healthcare as a service and these platform systems when it comes to intake and engagement. And even though we still lag, health service still lags from a digital experience perspective, we know that we're moving in the right direction. And the last stat is over half of patients in this country want more digital options for managing their care. And there's just a really big opportunity for provider organizations to really lock into these channels more than ever. And we were all talking just recently about this term omni-channel, which is a ubiquitous term in the life sciences space, but not so much in the health system, payer, health services space. And more and more, we're hearing clients talk a little bit about a formal definition of omni-channel and how 
they're able to capture data patients and create access to an omni-channel approach. And when we talk about healthcare as a service, we can't not talk about the expenditures, right? And if you look at the global healthcare services market, if you look at the IT market expansion, or even software as a service in the healthcare industry, they all have incredible growth. So if that's any indication, we know that spending is not going to stop. So we need to really focus on how to efficiently and effectively utilize healthcare as a service to map back with patients and their families in a really revolutionary way. We can't really talk about revolutionary without talking about generative AI. So maybe I'll jump into the next trend we've all been talking about. Generative AI really made its mark in 2023 with chat GPT launch at the tail end of 2022. It just 2023 was all about companies spending this year, seeking to understand how it might impact their business, identifying opportunities and training their workforce on the considerations of using generative AI. The back half of this year, so from June on, is really when we started to see this early adoption of generative AI in healthcare. And as we look towards 2024, I think we'll just continue to see that adoption in the health industry and continue to see the abundance of caution around the risk of using generative AI while it's still somewhat in its infancy considering those things that we've, we've all been talking about, bias, patient privacy, and the reliability or confirmation of the results and the outputs from generative AI. So market forecasts indicate in the US, AI investments and its position to, to address a lot of really longstanding health industry challenges. So I think we're all collectively on the edge of our seat, sort of seeing where AI will really take us. And there are just a couple of ideas sort of floating around there that I think we'll really see a lot of game-changing traction in healthcare over the next 10 years. So those are augmenting surgeries and clinical decision-making. Just worth noting, about 56% of clinicians expect AI will be powering clinical decision-making within the next 10 years, which is just, it's, it's kind of wild, the impact it's going to have on that field. We'll also see improved and earlier detection via the use of AI and imaging and diagnosing. We'll, we'll see it from, a, from an automation perspective of claims processing for health plans. Maybe lastly, and maybe really interesting, I know Karen's probably going to talk about this in a minute, but we will start to see it accelerate the drug development life cycle and the drug submission timeframes as generative AI really takes hold in the coming years. Yeah, Mary, in the life sciences space, we're excited to see the evolution of Gen AI. And I'll add one more to your list, which is applying it on the commercial side in life sciences organizations to accelerate and improve the promotional review process is another way that we're really seeing it already being implemented. But maybe I'll, I'll take us in a similar direction for our last trend, because when I think about game-changing technology, Mary, I also think about the continuing trend around next generation medicines, precision medicine, cell and gene therapy, even the recent approvals for two approvals for sickle cell disease, including our first approval of CRISPR gene editing therapy. We are officially in the future now. I think it's really exciting to watch across the health industry. 
And thinking about the approval pipeline of these novel therapies, it's on the rise, especially in the U.S. The FDA has already granted approval for 32 cell and gene therapies. Projections are suggesting that by 2025, we could see up to 10 to 20 additional new cell and gene therapy products approved annually. There's something like 365 candidates in the pipeline right now, a lot of those in the oncology space, the rare disease space. So really exciting for patients in the industry overall. The market is valued at something like $3 billion last year and growing, projected to reach over $25 billion by 2028. So just a huge market, huge growth, huge change coming. And within both the U.S. and the European market, we have to look at some of the challenges as well. There's cost concentration. There's manufacturing roadblocks. We've talked many times about the complex market access atmosphere, especially around cell and gene therapies and precision medicine, and then just complexities and difficulties in the research process overall. But, you know, the unmet need is significant. I think we're all feeling hopeful. The patient population for the four indications currently addressed by cell and gene therapies today is around 385,000, and that's just in Europe. So three times as large as the equivalent U.S. cohort. So I think across Europe, across the U.S., globally, we just see a lot of potential there. And as I think about the investment climate as well, which a lot of these smaller CGT kind of biotech startups depend upon, despite a lot of, I will say like relative volatility in that market, thankfully the financing has been really positive. We've seen 21 companies secure a seed or series A funding just in Q2 this year, over a billion dollars raised. That's more than double the previous quarter. And so we hope to see that trend continue and really see investment and focus on these really impactful therapies continue. As we were doing a round robin just now on the themes, and the words that kept coming to mind as you were all talking was innovation and efficiency and improvement. Think about all the themes we've talked about. Every stakeholder has an opportunity here to latch on to several of these themes and figure out how it addresses either problems to solve or opportunities to capitalize on. Just really remarkable. I think where we are right now in the health industry and seeing all this movement and how things are really shifting in the industry. Mindy, I appreciate that synopsis and I agree. And I was just thinking while you were referring to this idea of efficiency and effectiveness is all of these outlooks are going to require the stakeholders to take a look at how they're organized and their operating model to turn these ideas into action. I just think about health systems and hospitals and their org structures, and many of them are not really equipped to handle, for instance, healthcare as a platform and as a service because they have large call centers and large contact centers and maybe not a bridge to their EMR and their customer relationship management platform system. So it's going to require a lot of focus on how to operate and organize differently tomorrow than they do today. Thank you all for joining us today to make sure we're starting off the year on the right foot. I think it's clear to me that 2024 will be another eventful year in the health industry. So it's safe to say that we're going to have a lot to talk about on Trending Health this season. For our listeners who are interested in reading all eight themes we think will be shaping the health industry in 2024, check out the link in our show notes. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Trending Health. For links to resources discussed in the episode, 
to subscribe to the Trending Health Podcast and explore if Dynamic can help your company manage ongoing healthcare industry change, visit trendinghealth.com. Tune into the next episode where we look forward to providing you with more insights on the healthcare industry.